Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of Rob Has a Podcast. My name is Grace Leader, and I'm here with a delightful crew, a, a reunion of, of, of sorts, uh, of, of friendships and old podcast panels. Um, first, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say what we're doing here, which is that uh, recently there was a bit of an, an uproar on, on Twitter, rightly so, as uh, 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 Survivor winner Nick Wilson had voted uh, to pass uh, Bill 150 in Kentucky, and uh, rightly so, uh, many uh, Survivor alumni and fans and podcasters and all sorts of people uh, came out in protest. And we're here to dive into that whole situation a little bit more, not only to talk through uh, the whole situation, but also what people can do to help. So I'm excited. First, I'll, I'll go around uh, the Pridest panel, uh, Pridest Spoken panel, uh, Reunited. Evie is here. Evie, how are you doing? Uh, I'm so good. I mean, I love talking to you all, but this is a very, uh, <laughs> I'm sad that we have to do this, but I'm happy to do it with you all. So I know I was very conflicted about what tone I should start the podcast with. Like yes. it's not exactly upbeat, you know, I don't want to be too, I mean, I don't want to be too serious, you know, um, totally. let's see how Matt responds. Matt Scott is here. Matt, how are you doing? I am. You know what? I, I'm happy to be here. There's, there's a lot that comes up in the world. That's there's a lot of weight that I feel like even a week ago, I know each of us were carrying and a lot of us were carrying individually. And um, we were talking about this a few days ago, but just being able to come together and connect and be in it together and do something feels good. So um, I, I feel, I feel good. And I feel hopeful today in the face of horribleness, Grace. Well, that's why we brought Hard Rock Hope, a.k.a. Brooklyn Zed. Said, how are you doing? <laughs> Hello. Uh, I am grateful to be here with you all. I felt like we should have had the breaking news are happening now sound drop at the beginning, the way that you started the podcast. Because uh, this is urgent, and I am grateful that we were able to get together so quickly to talk about it and do something about it. Yeah, I definitely felt like uh, as everything was happening, I definitely felt like I want, you know, urgent to to get uh, together to chat. But also, I think very importantly, I think as sort of like, you know, it's been about, you know, there was another Survivor episode and you could kind of feel the momentum of maybe some of the stuff that was happening. Um, not disappear, but it was sort of fading a little bit, I think. And I actually think this is like kind of good timing in the sense that like it's important for I think as this showed up in people's podcast feeds or in their Twitter feed or whoever you're seeing this that like that can't that one day of outrage can't be the end of the conversation about what's happening to uh, trans and and um and 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 queer kids and people um specifically across America like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm the Canadian on the uh, podcast talking about uh, these issues that are happening in the United States. But um, I do think, you know, this is my way of being an ally to my country mm -hmm. to the South. Um, yeah. Uh, but typically, whatever happens in America slowly trickles up to Canada. So yeah. I'm just like trying to be really ahead of the game, essentially. Um, but yeah, I don't know sure if somebody wants to check. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I mentioned it up top. Um, this essentially sparked, I believe, Brian Scally was one of the first people to sort of tweet out that Nick Wilson had voted to pass Bill 150. And essentially what Bill 150 does in Kentucky is it bans gender affirming care for transgender uh, youth. And it also restricts what bathroom um, uh, folks can can use. Uh, uh, you, you have to use the bathroom that's uh, um, the sex assigned um, at, at birth. And I don't know, does anybody want to chat about like, that's, you know, there's a lot of language that gets put in. I try really hard not to like, completely always cater to like the sort of language that I see from people who I think it's like a bit disingenuous. I had a Twitter that I, I feel like a lot of this language is wrapped up in like, we're protecting kids actually. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody wants to speak to like this bill in particular, like why actually many of us have a, a problem with the idea that it's actually protecting trans kids. 
Well, for one thing, in a lot of the same states where these bills are being enacted, which is not just Kentucky, but numerous states across the country, uh, child marriage is legal. There's a lot of overlap in uh, in those two things. Um, and we've seen as it it continues, it expands from being about trans kids to trans health care up to 25 or all gender affirming care of any kind for anybody Um DeSantis in Florida has passed is trying to pass this bill that would ban talking about queer people at all uh, in school period right. through high school. Um, so, you know, it goes far beyond just kids. And there are plenty of other practices in place in these same states that are not at all protecting kids. We don't need to get into the whole abortion rights discussion, but a lot of these same states would rather a kid have to carry a child to term um, than be able to, you know, stay a child. And at the same time, they want to get rid of gender affirming care for those kids. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, go ahead. Abby. No, I mean, and there's just absolutely nothing about this that in any way is protecting any children. I mean, mm-hmm. as you know, it is so important to have a safe space to be able to explore sexuality gender, whatever is like, whatever a child is going through, they should have the space to explore that freely and to have the government institute a like top down blanket erasure of that possibility for trans kids, for queer youth in Kentucky is just like absolutely horrendous and does not protect them. It hurts them. It actively harms them. There's things in this law that are like, the school is like parents can tell the school you have to use this pronoun for my child. You have to use this name for the the child. This is just a method of basically controlling children. Um, and that it's like, it's like hard to even like, like, it's just like, that is so absolutely fucking horrible. And I'm sorry for cursing, but I'm also kind of not because this is the, like, this, this is the shit. There's a podcast you know? we can swear on. I think yeah. Yeah, this one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and it's just like terrifying and horrifying. This law would require, I believe st- people already on um, hormone therapy to detransition, like any sort of medical transition, detransition, which is like 100% horrible, 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 horrible does not, not, not protect any person. Um, and yeah, that's a first part rant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just go through, like, I I mean, I did this in a, in a Twitter thread, but, but let's talk about like what gender affirming care actually means for transgender youth Mm -hmm. and why, uh, there's a lot of like language to get used about protecting kids. And it's a lot of scaremongering about like kids are having surgery. Okay. Not true. So Mm -hmm. gender affirming care for a transgender youth includes letting them choose a name that they feel affirmed by pronouns that they, they can go by their pronouns um that might be different than their uh, sex assigned at birth and they can wear clothing that also affirms their gender all of these things like i th- just think the idea th- there's this idea out there about like kids will regret this and they'll be mm-hmm. like you know the, and, and the reason that they like would regret doing some of this stuff is like if they if they ultimately tried it out and decide not like for me example I, for a little while i tried using they them pronouns and i was like I don't love it. I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch back, you know, but I had like the opportunity to to do it and try it. And that's sort of how it should should work. The reason like kids might regret it is because like society kind of sucks. And the more that we're like, yeah. we're like, right. you know, making fun of like, that's it. You're just a boy. You know, you're, you know, the more that like there's like this happens that that society is that like, yeah, the more you might regret. And, and in fact, most people who detransition 
do it because society is not accepting of trans people, not because that the, the care actually was actually affirming. And so these are the things they're doing, things that are completely change. You can, you could go back, you could choose a different, reversible, you could change a name, you could switch your pronouns, you could wear different clothing the next day, like all stuff. And so there's this idea that like kids will regret it. But if we lived in a society that was more welcoming of exploring your gender, then the kids who decide, okay, this isn't for me can decide. And the kids who decide it is for them, this is who they are, can, can continue to, to do that. So I think that like, so and it's not surgery. the 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 medication piece is like um, puberty blockers, which are completely reversible, are also used in cis children. And again, I I went back and forth in, with with Zed about this before that I don't always. I feel like sometimes we have to couch it in like, here's how it actually affects you as a cis person. When like really, trans people mm-hmm. should also just and, and queer people should just get to have human rights and dignity on yeah. our own without it being in a relationship. Absolutely. <laughs> but if we're just going to like throw that, you know, it also is used. in, in Yeah, the children. gender affirming care that exists for oh, trans yes. people of all ages was invented for gender affirming care for cis people whose presentation might not quite fit what they want it to, even if it aligns with the sex they were assigned at birth. Uh, so that is where it comes from. Not that that is necessarily relevant to the fact that trans people should have access to all this same care as well. And Grace, what you're saying is that essentially uh, queer and trans children are making a social transition. It is not it is not to a major degree a medical transition other Uh than preventing or like forestalling a a hormonal transition that they might not want to go through that plenty of us don't want to go through by the way Mm -hmm. um and that can make the decision a lot easier when they get older if they don't need to reverse something their body did that doesn't align with their identity Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. yeah. And I think one one piece of this that that uh, just jumps out and I was thinking about this just even as we were talking about the bill and what it does is that like immediately if if folks are looking at SB 150 and thinking like is I don't know I don't know how I should feel about this like look at who's brought into the room and brought into the conversations because it's not the like Kentucky trans advocacy organizations or trans advocacy organizations or queer organizations in general being consulted on these bills it's not people from um, our community who are forming these horrible oppressive bills um, and I even think of just some of the work of the fairness campaign and the work that they do in Kentucky. But one of the things that they reference is just how it was, I believe 71% of Kentuckians uh, said that they didn't want this type of overreach because this is also a type of overreach into people's lives. Um, I also feel like overreach is uh, something that um, often comes up where conservatives don't want that, but then they want that when it favors them and um, works against trans people and queer people. Um, But, you know, it's, it's like so evident in this case that that, that those groups weren't even consulted, especially because they are the ones in part, in addition to groups all over the country, pushing back against SB 150. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's part of the larger conversation about bodily autonomy uh, that we are fighting for in this country for all people. Um, And they're using trans folks as scapegoats uh, to, you know, protect people, quote unquote. But really what it is, is about controlling the population and determining who's allowed to do what, where, what, go where, Mm -hmm. uh, say things, do things. 
um, and it expands out from how they want to police trans children into older trans people and then into all people and how you must behave and present yourself in society. Yeah, and I just just like on this idea of, you know, who is this protecting? Who is this for? Like, I just like encourage people to think, you know, the 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 idea that uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to this like uh, it hits. Yeah, me you're like good. Place. You're like, good. You know, okay. when I started presenting as my authentic gender that feels like good in my body and makes me feel like I I. I, I spent my whole life looking in the mirror and being like, Ugh. you know, like yeah. literally like, like being like, I'm like, so, you know, whatever. I'm just a person who like, you know, I hate, I hate clothes and I hate shopping. And I, when I gave and, you an affirmative, yeah, that was me about myself. Not me saying, <laughs> yeah. When I looked at you, I, <laughs> I fully, uh, I fully understood. It was that. a relate. It was like, ah, I know the feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do understand. And that, that made me feel like, worse about myself every single day, you know? And uh, now that I get to live as myself, I feel like happy and joy and lightness and like the world is much more my freaking oyster. And like, there's so much absolute amazing positivity that can come from that, (laughs) as we all know. And I just, to think of a person, a, a, a kid who is like figuring that out about themselves and is told you can't do that. You cannot experience like you can't feel good. You can't have the name you want. You can't use the pronouns you want because that's the law because your teacher might be in trouble with the law because your parent might be in trouble in the law because someone might report your parent or your teacher is literally unimaginable hell. Like that is what this bill is. It is unimaginable hell that we're like for to get the medical care that you might need to feel good in your body, to not feel suicidal. You have to move states. That is the unimaginable hell that is in Kentucky, that will be in Kentucky if this law is passed, that is in other states now across the country. And like that is what we're talking about here. <sighs> no, I, I mean, it's 100% right. I mean, and and then we've talked about like what gender-affirming care is, but I guess also to that point of like, why it's important, which is exactly that, that it reduced the stuff, all the research shows like any of these anti-trans bills are a hundred percent going about all the scientific research that's out there. The overwhelming amount of scientific research and organizations who are out there who are saying they're just, you're just disregarding it, that all the studies show that trans kids who are affirmed in name, clothing, gender, uh, puberty blockers. And when you're older, uh, options for surgery and all of these these other things that might come with gender affirming care, uh, reducing um, effects of, of reducing depression, reducing suicide rates. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, 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 I had the same thing that it's just like until, you know, I, I remember the day that I like it was finally too much. I remember for me, it's like and again, I talk about like, why do we not transition until whatever age? It's typically, you know, at least where it's like in Canada, where it's like, le- you know, totally legal to do and it's allowed to do it's just completely societal that i have so much fear i remember i always tell the story about when my mom when i came out to my mom as trans my mom was like i mean like okay but like are you gonna get fired from your job are you gonna get kicked out of your house are you gonna have someone and and like are you gonna get kicked out of your house your mom asked you that question like essentially like what if you have nowhere to live like right like this all the stuff that happens to trans people that can happen to trans people i'm very fortunate i'm incredibly privileged my work was great my landlord is great like everything Mm. is fine here my landlord 
discrete, uh, uh, t- 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 like, you know, uh, about gender. <laughs> asterisk. Asterisk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Asterisk, huge <laughs> asterisk. Um, but my mom had these, and, and these were all things that like in the moment my mom was thinking about, I had all this time to essentially be like, right. yes, yeah. worried about all of these things. Right. Worried about how this would like, I'll be made fun of. I'll be whatever people like, uh, um, you know, more, um, uh, uh, you know, harm might happen to like actual physical violence is more likely to come of me being out and trans than it was before when I was like hiding as a cis man. Right. So, um, yeah, I just had years and years and years to be like, if any of that happens, it's worth it because. I, I'm not happy as who I am. So I, I remember the night that I like called my brother and I was like, I have to do like, I need to do this. I have to do this. Anything that anything bad that happens is worth the joy I'll have by, by coming out and trying to figure out what my wow. life looks like this way. Mm. And essentially like the thing that you're saying Zed, about how they're trying to limit this happening to children. And again, the, my favorite quote I've ever seen, I use it all the time is, we don't want cis kids to be trans. We want trans kids to be trans adults. We want queer mm. kids to be queer adults. That's yeah. what we want. If yeah. you are a cis kid who is gender thinking about their gender and you end up being like, I'm cis, that's awesome. That's great. That's super cool. Uh, we just want trans people to be able to be trans adults. So, yeah. 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 I've well, said that on a bunch on other yeah. podcasts. Like, everybody should question their gender. Sure. And if mm-hmm. you decide that where you're at is good for you, great. Honestly, better right. because you've thought about it. You've made a conscious decision that this is the way you want to show up in the world, uh, even if that doesn't change anything at all. Um, but there is there is so much good that comes from questioning what we are told about how we have to behave and how we have to operate within these systems that were not designed to support us. Um And I want to point out that we're talking specifically about Kentucky because of its link to this survivor winner. Uh, But these kinds of bills have already passed in a number of other states, including Arizona, Utah, Texas, South Dakota, Iowa, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama and Florida. Um, And that list is just going to keep growing. The this movement is growing. And so the resistance to it also needs to continue to get louder and louder and anything we can do to prevent the bills from passing in the first place. So we don't have to then try and get them to go away. It's the same idea, right? Before the change happens, (laughs) prevent it so that then we can go in the direction we want to go. Yeah. I think uh, I saw a stat story, Matt, that was um, in, in, in 2022, there were about 100 anti-LGBTQ legislation uh, that was that was proposed um, in the United States. Oh, As man. of March 3rd, 2023, 385 anti-LGBTQ uh, bills or legislations had been proposed uh, anywhere in the United States. So just to give you like, you know, a small glimpse into like what, you know, it, it does feel like it's like an overwhelming and strategic plan of attack to 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 do this yeah and yeah. you know the the thing that i want to like zoom out from because we've talked so much about like the um n- not only the personal but like community aspects of all this when it comes to trans kids and trans adults like in particular is just like the bigger picture of it which i often think about from like my work which is so much in terms of helping people make an impact in the world and what's really unfortunate is whether it's for, you know, in the case of all four of us or so many other people, is that because of this, like, unnecessary and unfounded opposition, like, we have to put our energy toward just being accepted 
or having trans people really um, being accepted as humans or more broadly, like as we've done with the pride has spoken, queer people being accepted as people, which is unfortunate because I kind of think of the idea of like Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. And we're sort of focused on like the safety and the security and the base needs because everyone keeps attacking those when like, if we're just able to focus on being our great, amazing selves and putting our energy toward that, then it makes everyone better. It's It doesn't just make our lives better, but it makes our communities better. It allows us to be able to show up for everybody, um, not even in ways that just benefit queer communities, but like folks in general. And, and that's just one thing that's infuriating is that it makes no damn sense that we have to like, <laughs> that we have to constantly like fight for this, such a basic thing when the benefit of like, people just having acceptance and embracing and creating belonging for folks means a much better world where we could focus on the actual problems that are based in science and data and all the other things. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, t- uh, so uh, t- I, mean, I think it was today, the world athletics uh, uh, council decided that right. um, trans uh, women cannot compete. Uh, and and the, the irony though, is that like, um, and, and so this is a, to a point that is, is making about how we're starting with kids, but then, you know, that's like kind of the Trojan horse, which is that, uh, you can't be an adult who has transitioned, but also now states are making it illegal to transition as a child. So then like, you know, and we, you know, the whole sports, uh, transports issue is this whole can of worms that we don't need to open, but essentially like they're so essentially trying to manufactured problem that doesn't yes, exist. hundred percent. Yeah, I know the world athletic like makes this dilemma. It's like, well, how many trans women does this affect? We're like competing. Yeah, zero, zero, actually, none, literally not a single yeah, one. No, so. there aren't any. Yeah. And they've said, and they've acknowledged that. And yet, this is where they're putting their energy. Yeah. Well, they want to keep it that way, right? <sighs> yeah. So, uh, there was a new, I believe it was uh, yesterday at the time of this recording, the, the Kentucky governor did uh, veto bill 150 um but as i have learned in a in a wild uh, uh bit of news um that uh that doesn't really mean anything because the same people who voted for the bill can override uh, uh the veto um as i was saying to to evie i have never i've never actually wanted a veto to use uh, other than uh in big brother um so um can't believe i'm, I'm like yeah supporting a governor being able to veto a bill um but uh even if you heard some good news yesterday uh that does not actually the end of uh, the Kentucky yeah bill. and i want to uh shout out dj labeau klein great friend of mm. the podcast uh who informed me of that he is a resident of louisville kentucky so right. i reached out to him for some on the ground information um and i said oh well great that the governor vetoed the bill and he said yeah, but a simple majority can overturn that veto, which essentially makes a, a veto useless. <laughs> yeah, um, I've seen some of those in Big Brother. I've seen a useless veto in Big Brother. Um, I think now what we'll chat about is how folks can uh, support uh, trans people, queer people moving moving forward. I think uh, we have uh, some ideas of, of how people could uh, support uh, folks. Uh, so I think that the first thing, I mean, uh, a, do- a donation, uh, uh, Matt, there's a, a project, uh, the, the Kansas, the Kentucky, sorry, the Kentucky 
Fairness Project. If you want to chat a little Kansas bit, Kansas probably that. needs it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the Fairness Campaign is Kentucky's, uh, maybe Kentucky's leading advocacy organization for the LGBTQ plus community. Started in 1991, and um, they're doing a lot when it comes to SB 150 in terms of speaking up and advocating, um, doing incredible work. And so, any support that we could give to them, uh, whether it is signing on with anything or especially donating probably the most impactful form of support will absolutely go a long way and uh, folks could do that as I'm sure we'll plug many times at fairness.org that's fairness.org it looks like they have two. You can donate to the Fairness Campaign, um, which does legislative advocacy, and then there's also the Fairness Education Fund that does right. LGBTQ public education across Kentucky. Um, so, uh, and I believe um, contributors to the Fairness Campaign are not tax deductible, but the Education Fund uh, is probably because of it's like fighting politics. I get uh, so stupid, whatever. Um, but uh, donate to uh, uh, so uh, the Kentucky Fairness Campaign. Um, would be great. Also, if you buy a The Pride is Spoken uh, t-shirt, if you are watching the podcast, you can see Matt's lovely shirt that he's wearing. Um, and uh, we'll donate all the proceeds uh, from uh, any of the, the sale of the shirts to uh, the Fairness Campaign as well. Um, but obviously, said, I mean, like uh, some, you know, some people are not financially, do not have the financial means to donate, and that's totally mm. fine. So what else could they, they do instead? Sure. If you want to educate yourself more just so that you can help spread the word about what's going on um, in Kentucky and elsewhere, a couple of great Instagram accounts you can follow are at Queer News Daily uh, is how I am regularly learning about the laws that are passed in other states because it is a lot to keep up with. Um it also happens to be now Trans Week of Visibility, and you can follow at trans underscore week on Instagram, which was started by uh, Chase Strangio, um, a really incredible trans lawyer and advocate um, that will teach you a lot about what's going on in the trans community and how our rights are under attack all across the country. Um, Additionally to that, uh, if you would like to tweet out your own support of trans folks, that would be greatly appreciated, whether that is using our hashtag of trans kids are survivors. Uh, if you want to post a picture with those words, if you want to tweet out a video, all of those things would be great ways to help show your support beyond just the outrage that we all felt on the day that this went on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one more account I'll just add to the list. There's an account at the Transformation Project that yes. um, also provides a lot of information. We yeah, we love a pun. We love a pun. It's queer and there's a pun, so we love it extra. Um, and they always are providing updates on legislation that's happening and what action, action steps you can take. Um, and so, yeah, following that account is a great way um, to keep informed on things as well. And just to um, bump up uh, the uh, tweeting, your support and videos, all the non-monetary actions you can take as well, just like are extremely meaningful, I really believe, and amplify and show how many people really are on our side. And it just feels amazing and does raise, raise visibility. Um, and on that point, one person who I would love to see make a statement on this personally would be, I would love Jeff Probst to uh, mm. get in on the action and tweet his support. I know that the show has been so committed recently to casting more and more queer people. Um, and 
you know, it would mean a lot to see him publicly say that he has has our back and wants to make sure that queer players are safe on Survivor. And so um, I personally would love to see that as a former player. So, uh, uh, you know, Jeff, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we live in a world where it's like you never know who who needs to be educated, who needs to hear about um, these issues. And so using. Oh, Nick Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, actually, I do know who needs to be educated, actually. Corrected. Uh, If you want to share this directly with Nick. The first time. Yes, you can share. Okay, we do know you can share it directly with Nick. And also, sharing and speaking up goes such a long way to educate your community, your family members, your friends, uh, your yeah. TV show hosts, whoever might be paying attention uh, to to what you're saying. And so it, it goes a long way. But I, I always feel like people underestimate how important it is that they speak up and that they share and they figure someone else will do it. But like, if there's a time that you're waiting for, if you're waiting to use your voice, like. Now's a pretty good time to to start, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it is really meaningful. I mean, like, I didn't know that Penner has a, I think, non-binary yeah. child. A non-binary kid. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. And it was so freaking awesome to see Penner just speaking up about it. You know, they, there are people that you don't know are on our side, you know, or people yeah. might not, people who follow them might not know what their opinions are. And so it just really, really is important to speak up about, you know, what you believe in, you know? It's beautiful. It's a celebration. It's like, because, I mean, like, there's so much that's dragging us down and literally killing trans people. But it's like, how do we push back against that and show that the love and the support and the good people are actually like capable of doing something like we, we are, I believe, I do believe we are stronger than the freaking horrible people, including Nick Wilson. But uh, you know, let's, let's show that. Yeah. You said dragging us down. We should be dragging it up, which uh, is also being banned across uh, America. So (laughs) yeah. Um, No, I, I think for me, I think like in terms of like what people can, can do for me, I think one of the uh, big things that I I said this earlier in the podcast, but I just don't want this to be like, you know, that one day of outrage on Twitter and then this podcast got released and I'm sure there'll be more conversation, but like, if it just happens in spurts, like that's just not enough um, to have moments of outrage. And I do think like to the point of like educating your friends or, or family, like I do think like it, you know, to be, you know, th- we are a trans and queer people on this podcast who are like uh, uh, speaking, speaking up and using our voice. It's also like so friggin' tiring to keep, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to keep doing it. If you haven't noticed, like we took a break between the first uh, half of the recording and the second half of the recording, we just need some time to, to, refer- it's just, it can be a lot. And the more mm-hmm. that um, obviously there's a time for, you know, allies to let trans people and, and queer people like speak, but also uh, yeah. there are times where like we do need, allies to be the ones who because you know when your family member says something homophobic you can say that that's homophobic you know you know to your own you know personal safety uh whatever but as much as you can do to sort of um be outspoken be you know um to the point that it's safe for you to do so uh, it is important um uh to do yeah yeah i think that's a huge a huge point because like for example like when this all was coming out i was traveling and i was like literally honestly living my best queer life i was in san, the san francisco area like yeah. at like five queer dance parties and it was awesome and i was like oh god i have to like take time out of this to like write some statement because yeah. like fuck nick wilson you know and i just was like i'm just gonna wait a couple of days because i like don't have the energy to like 
go from like happy place to like horrible place. And it turned out it wasn't like then, you know, later I was able to, you know, put something out there. I'm able to do this. But like I didn't have to be the one who was speaking up in that exact moment because so many people were. Um, And that just means a lot. And just like when you have the energy, when you have the safety to speak, like it's really important that you do because not everybody does all the time, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. And by the way, I just want to shout you out, Evie, because I mean, this we're in a new uh, I hate to say it, era. but we're in a new era. <laughs> and it, it, you know, like you have been really in front, like using your voice, not only with the pride has spoken, but just in general. And I think that the least that people could do is, you know, carry that weight um which i know that all of us and and this the queer community wants to help do but like you said like other players and other people who've been part of this thing that we all really love like i i think of all of the different events that go on here in dc that are super gay when it comes to survivor and um i just hope that people could realize like it's not our fight and it's not the trans community's fight alone it is like everyone's fight for the world that we want to have and the world we want to live in yeah and if like your like community is pretty small i, th- I had um uh we did an lgbtq panel for uh the last of us uh and uh a person i met online michael came on and he's known on youtube as the black gay comic geek and he jokes his catchphrase always is is uh, make it more black make it more gay and mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about like that's what people need to do you need to do that with like your twitter feed the tvs you watch the like you know the movies you go see the music you listen to like the more you can make it more you know, more queer, more trans, like the more you are exposing yourself to like your community. They were just like really awesome, cool people. Um, and uh, expose yourself. And, you know, I think like follow people on Twitter, you'll start to see, you know, about things you could do moving forward. Like you can make a monthly donation somewhere. Sometimes you see that like, you know, a trans person needs help with just like rent or like, you know, affirmative, like gender affirming care or whatever. And you could just, you know, send some, some money into their Venmo. You know, there's lots of things you can continue to do if you like actively sort of step into you know, ways to, to like connect with our community, whether that's like Twitter, Instagram, whatever, listening to our, you know, these podcasts, all of those things, um, will make you a better, a better ally. Yeah. Um, so donate to the, um, the fairness, uh, project, uh, hashtag KY, uh, fairness, uh, hashtag trans kids are survivors. And you can, you can amplify those tweets, make sure you're following, uh, folks, uh, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, all sorts of stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. Anything else, any other, messages we should leave for our lovely survivor fans queer fans and and allies just that we love you yeah especially you queer folks out it's a really hard time right now yeah it's a really exhausting uh like depressing (laughs) time to be trying to exist as a queer person and as a trans person um and i am so grateful to be on this panel with you folks and to have had this time in this space uh granted to us by rob to be able to talk about these issues um so just like you know be kind to one another take care of each other because we're it's a it's really hard and we're all just doing our best yeah that made me really emotional um, and maybe it's just like the, the exhaustion and everything else. But no, like, um, yeah, just like I hope everyone could feel like that they're not alone. Kind of like we are able to feel in being here together with one another. I hope that they could feel like a big hug wrapped around them and just know like, yeah, the love is there. Like 
Zed's always going to be there showing all the love and calling out capitalism and yelling and yelling, mostly the yelling. Um, and, you know, like we're all here for, for you and with you and, um, you know, you'll know, you know where to find us and to reach out, but don't feel like you need to go it alone. Yeah. And I, I do just think, uh, yeah, I don't know. This isn't maybe the right, uh, closing thought, but just the thing I was thinking is, you know, it just, you know, you just like on the thing of like, you never know who might need to be educated. And it's like, obviously no. Nick does, but like also Nick on the show comes off like a nice guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of people out there that, you know, have this vague, nice exterior. But ultimately, if you're not nice, if you don't freaking value the humanity of other people, um, and right. if you're going to come into power and use it to deny healthcare and life-saving, uh, mental health saving care to children. So, um, I just do really think like, again, so I'm just upset about that. (laughs) And, um, I think, um, first of all, like it, again, I just want to emphasize that therefore it does mean a lot to find out how many people are, want to be vocally on our side, on the side of queer people, on the side of trans people, like that just doesn't mean so much. Can and I say I just, very quickly, I thought that the thing that it, actually, the reason why it was also so surprising is it so rarely happens that like I, I, I follow a lot of trans people on Twitter who like there'll be something that happens like uh, recently um, there was a, 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 a girl from the UK who died and, and the government was like making the, like like not um, using chosen name um in like reports and in newspapers and, and like the official death certificate and all this like awful stuff um was bullied to the point of like uh a death by suicide and there's all this reaction a lot of times from transmit where it's like like okay like cis people we can really feel the silence of like mm-hmm. that like you're not saying anything and so i think that like you know that happens a lot and that's why we, i want like my big thing is like that can't one day of our that can't be it. i just like keep saying like it can't be it but also it was like a bit of a surprise for me personally to yeah. just see so many people that mm-hmm. like that that whole community you know or almost the whole community come together to so support for trans people and queer people was like just that should be something that should tell you something if like that's surprising to us mm-hmm. yeah so uh, mm-hmm. i very much appreciate the survivor community uh that that's what happened but it also it's not great that it's surprising, you know? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah. The attacks just, are continuous. So like the fight against them need to also be continuous. Like the energy has to be kept up totally. all the time. Yeah. And if everybody's doing it, then everybody gets to take breaks when they need breaks. Yeah. And if not everybody's doing it, then those of us who need a break can't take a break and have to keep going. That's part of why it's so exhausting. Mm. Yeah. 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 And just, and just to say that I do think, you know, yeah. First of all, Hell yeah. <laughs> Completely agree. <laughs> Completely agree. Um, and second of all, yeah, I mean, I just do also think, you know, thinking about it in terms of Survivor, I do think like I, I remember there being reports that Nick had been online on Survivor Reddit and things like that saying transphobic stuff and that that was out there and he attempted to scrub it before yeah. the show came out or whatever, which means it was accessible for Survivor casting to know about. And I just really would hope that they can learn from things like this and um, do their freaking homework, because if they're going to put queer and trans people on the show, they need to make sure there are not people that hate them. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and like to that point, you know, not only not having like, you know, horrible people, but like creating space for beautiful people, like amazing yeah. people who yeah. are 
great and adding to our world like people who you could really be proud of having a platform or giving a platform to um like that's the world that we want that's the representation that we need like that's why we're here um doing what we're doing right yeah um so that is it's it's uh you know uh by the time survivors over it'll be pretty close to june so perhaps a pride is spoken uh reunion series might be might be necessary i'll just tease that out if you're interested in that let us know um and uh let's quickly go around the horn you can find me on twitter at hi from grace zed where can people find you what are you up to you can find me at hard rock hope anywhere i am on the internet twitching yeah uh, mostly yes yes Yes. uh matt what about you where can people find you you can find me at matt scott gw on that on all platforms that's gw as in gay world (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing evie what about you yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Evie Jagoda. And uh, yeah. yeah. I don't all know. Right. Okay, I was just going to say, I think I'm going to make all my cameos. All my cameos, oh. the money from that is going to go to this oh. as well. Oh my so, gosh. Love it. Last uh. minute uh, addition to things you can do. Um, and Very if last you, minute. Great. And if you uh, tw- oh. tag me in your tweets about this, I'll also probably respond with nice stuff. So if you ever wanted <laughs> to interact with me online uh, or in any way, this could be it. If yeah. that feels like sent me the nicest cameo oh like a year and a half ago before we'd ever even met that is <laughs> still like yet. bookmarked for me to look at anytime I, I need happy feelings. So no, highly no. recommend Evie. You cameo. deserve happy feelings. That yeah. that's yes, you makes do. me happy. Um, obviously, oh, I, listened to, uh, I think for like, uh, you know, if there's like, uh, if you're a, a trans person or gender nonconforming or wherever you identify and you would like a Pride is Spoken t-shirt, uh, if you DM me, I can probably do it for like the first like five, ten people, you, you know, I you know what, Grace? Yeah. Like, I will also okay, great. do me it. Me too. Me too. It needs okay. to be the di- different five to ten people, but okay. definitely. For, I no, we'll get them t-shirts because they come in many gray colors. Oh, yes. We're gonna get them the whole rainbow, Matt. Yeah. No, I just kidding. Uh, one forever. Yeah, at high from Grace. Uh, I can I can direct yes. people to uh, you know we'll get you uh, we'll get you a Pride spoken shirt in the color of your choice. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that's for you know if you're a trans or gender nonconforming uh, a person, yes. uh, if you're cis, buy your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yourself okay okay huh no i'm just kidding i don't want to end on that note uh this is a lovely <laughs> conversation this has been so nice again this, thanks to rob for giving us the platform to do it um yeah uh yeah we'll continue the conversation uh, uh for many uh days months years after this and uh, i think with that being said the pride has spoken the pride has spoken the pride has spoken the pride has spoken <laughs> <laughs>